Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. For today, you got Aaron Banks with a shoulder. He'll be limited. Elijah Mitchell knee will not practice. And Trent and George have vet days. Go ahead. Pat, when you check out the Brown defense, obviously Miles Garrett stands out. So, um, I mean, you face T.J. Watt, you face Michael Parsons, so some of the best. What, what stands out about Miles Garrett's game? Um, just, I mean, he's one of the most talented guys I think anyone's seen. And um, the style they play on defense is very similar to ours. They rush the passer every play and then react to everything else. Um, him combined with Schwartz's scheme and the guys around him, it's it's a problem. It's obvious why they're um, a top defense right now. expect uh, Randy Gregory to play on Sunday? Um, we'll see how he is today. Today will be the first day we see him on the field, and we'll decide that over the next three practices. You yes, said, talk to him? Uh, not today. You said on Friday that you, you spoke to some people who spoke very highly about him. Was, was Dan Quinn um, one of those guys, or did you talk to Dan, um, you know, after the game, before the no, game. it wasn't the right time to talk to him, but I'm sure we'll lay this week on it. But guys close to him and guys that I know vouch for him, so feel good. How, how's Cleveland look on the back end with uh, Denzel Ward and Newsom and some of the guys they have back there? Uh, very good. I mean, when you have the D-line they have, the downhill linebackers, you better um, have some good corners, and um, they have very good ones. They play a lot of man-to-man coverage. They'll mix in some zone. Um, but when you play that much man-to-man and – you're also the number one pass defense in the league. You got to have some good corners. What do you uh, remember about your year there in Cleveland? Um, um, I really liked living out there. Was some good people, and it was cold. My car was always dirty because um, snow was on the ground a lot. Never melted. It seemed like, um, but I really enjoyed the stadium. I enjoyed the people, and um, it was a, it's a sh- it was just one year though. It wasn't very long. Next-gen stats had said Brock Purdy has four touchdowns on coming outside the tackle box. First time that's happened in, in the next-gen era, I think since uh, 2016. Help me. What, what does that mean? What, what's to be made of that? I don't know. Um, I didn't think of that in the game. It didn't seem like they weren't all bootlegs and stuff like that. I guess, you know, the tackle box. One, I know the first one in Georgie stepped up and moved a little to the right and hit him going there. So, but... There's a lot of weird stats that I don't know about that people have these days, but when you're the first one to do it, it must be something pretty good. If the four touchdown plays had happened just as they were drawn up, how many of those would have been outside the tackle box? Um, I think all four of those, I'm trying to think. I've watched a lot of films since Sunday, um, so I'm trying to think what all four were. I mean, the two to Kittle, one, one was a flea flicker that was just like it was. The other one was like it was. Um, what other one did Kittle score on? The goal line one to Juice was intended for him. It was just all out pressure, so you got to run outside of there. The flea flicker, you had to drift away from pressure. Um, Kittle, you had to buy time. And what was the fourth one? Play action, like the 10. Yeah, they were, they were all, it was number one. Yeah, all four of them. Come back after. Uh, after every game and all of them pretty convincing and 
pretty impressive and and still has had plenty of stuff that you got to work on plenty of stuff get better how about this game um, I mean, this game is to me the biggest challenge we've had so far. I mean, thought that was going to be Dallas too, um, going into it. But then you look at this, and um, you look, you know, the defensive numbers just jump out. You don't see very much that they're number one or two in everything. Uh, red zone's the only thing they're not, but that's the only because I think they've had eight plays there all year. Um, and Baltimore ran it in, so that didn't help their rankings there. But everything else is top notch. We're doing that too, and offensively right now, so it should be a hell of a battle. Um, when you look at a defense like that, a team who's committed to running the ball like they are, I mean, that's like the prime best way to get into the playoffs. And um, that's why I expect this team to be there throughout this year. In terms of Dallas, when you look back at that game, there are coaching points to be made because it seems so impressive from the outside. And even afterwards, you thought it was your best game of the season. It was. I mean, there's lots of coaching points. We gave the guys Monday off, so we started a day with that. Um, we gave the coaches an hour to go through that game, and that's why we're an hour behind right now. But um, once we finished, I forgot about Dallas till I got in here, um, and our guys are ready for Cleveland. George, how long was he here before you realized you potentially had something pretty special at that position? Uh, we were pretty excited in training camp. Um, I mean, you go back to like our, I still remember our openers versus Carolina. I think our first play, we threw him a lucky for like 30 yards or 20 yards. And um, we were real excited about him in camp, thought he had a chance to be a real good tight end. And battled some injuries, but fought through it all. And we didn't know how special he'd be, but we knew we got a steal right away. And then I think his second year is when he broke all those records. But it's funny, you go back and watch his film from the first year and he had no ponytails, socks were pulled up perfect, no wristbands. It was, and now you watch him now and he's, WWE rock star, so it's been fun to fun to be with him this whole time. What did you think of his undershirt? Um, not much, just Kittle, WWE stuff, entertainment. Um, not really much, just smiled at it. You had a play in this first half where it looked like you guys did some something that Dolphins do, where you kind of that sprint motion uh, right before the snap, and then Purdy threw a slant to Ayuk, and there was no defender within like five yards of him. Is that? Something that little wrinkle is does that create the space and is that something that you introduced to McDaniel? McDaniel showed it in your copy and it what what's No, the first time we saw the quick cheat motion was Miami week one. Um but that's what all that's what everyone motions for. Whether it's a quick one, whether it's one across, it's everyone's been playing coverages for a long time and when you move people a lot of ways you still play the same coverages, but it's Sometimes it's eye candy, and you just got to make th people think, adjust a hair, and um, sometimes they adjust too much, and you can create a little bit of space. But that's what main, one of the main reasons you do motions. But sometimes it can put people in the wrong spot and mess a play up too. So there's a very fine line with it. Well, over the off season, I think it was at the Dwight Clark event, you uh, spoke about Christian, how he is like a gravitational force for defense, is almost like Steph Curry. Over time. Has he created more room? Has the impact on opposing defenses changed as he's become more involved with your offense here over the past year? Uh, I think it's about the same. I mean, he started doing it last year, and he's done the same this year. Um, I mean, I feel like he was similar when he was at Carolina. Whenever you have a back um, who's a threat in the pass game like he is, it's just and a tight end. I mean, those guys are guarded by linebackers and, and safeties, and it's tough to um, put a safety on both of them. Um, so you usually get linebackers and stuff, and when you have guys who are built to stop the run but have to stop a running back who's like a receiver they usually need help and so when they're in position to get beat they get help and that still doesn't always work but it definitely gives all the other guys no help um, which helps the other four eligibles fred i mean fred's been unbelievable he came in um 
and we've got a lot on his plate his rookie year. Um, he's been the quarterback of our building really since halfway through his rookie year, and his second year he owned it. I think his second year was the year we became a real dominant defense, won the Super Bowl that year, and each year that I, mean, I think we rewarded him after that year, but each year he's only gotten better. I mean, he um, doesn't change. He's out here every day throughout the year, and um, very thankful to have Fred. Mo Hurst was superstitious about this stuff, but you guys have been remarkably injury free. Um, I assume, you know, your good fortune. Have you guys done anything like anything as far as that would explain? Um, I mean. We can meet for like three days and go over what we've done throughout seven years because we're always working on that stuff. Any injury that happens, we look into it and always bounce reps out and stuff. But um, not much has changed over the last four years. I mean, subtle things, but not really. Well, Hurst had a pretty bad luck here with injuries for a short period of time. He's in the rotation now at Cleveland. And kind of, did you formulate any opinions of him as a person, as a player when he was here? Yeah, we loved Mo. You know, we thought he was a really good player, just had some bad luck the two years in a row with us, had some bad luck in, um, in Oakland, I think he was, when he was there. Um, but yeah, he was great. We loved Mo and wish it could have worked out for him here, but I'm very happy for him right now. Uh, is Brock's elbow still in any way an issue? Or is there anything that you're doing? This is what? I missed the beginning. Oh, looks good to me. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no issues. That was the neat thing about that injury, that there was lots of questions until he started throwing, which was three or four months. But all the information on that injury is once he passed that area, as long as you brought him back at the right speed, uh, most quarterbacks, once it heals, it heals. The uncertainty surrounding Deshaun's health and, and whether or not he's playing on Sunday, do you have to have two game plans? Obviously, they're a much different team if he's able to play as opposed to if he's not. No, we got to be ready for all of them. We know we, they like to run the ball. We know their quarterbacks can make plays. And um, no, we'll be ready for all three, though. All right, thanks, guys. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.